probability that one or more team members may be infected by intruder organism. 75%. If intruder organism reaches civilized areas, entire world population infected 27,000 hours from first contact. Welcome back to The Thing Minute Podcast, where we discuss John Carpenter's 1982 science fiction horror masterpiece, The Thing, one minute at a time. I'm Harper W. Harris from HarperWHarris.com, and joining me for the last day of the week is... Crystal Beth from Unlimited Lives Radio and The Fifth Element and social media at The Crystal Beth. I just realized I never said that, but you can follow me on those things. (laughs) All over the internet, for sure. Yeah, that's me. (laughs) So, yeah, thanks for uh, finishing out the week with us. Of course. So um, today we're talking about minute 95 of The Thing. So um, this one begins with Gary looking at that mysterious fire we saw yesterday, and then it ends a minute later with everybody kind of uh, splitting up and walking further and further into this very, very creepy basement. Um, So, again, another, like, pretty quiet minute, although we do get some dialogue and this is one where right at the beginning, this whole sequence with uh, with Gary, I've said this probably a hundred times in the 95 minutes that, that we've done for this movie, but <laughs> this is one of my favorite moments in the movie, just because we get this like, first we hear, we hear Gary say, uh, the generator's gone and it's kind of like, we're kind of distant. It's kind of echoey, like we're pulled back from him. And then uh, Max, like, is there any way we can fix it? And then we get this close up on Gary when he kind of like reaffirms it, that he doesn't mean gone, meaning like it's broken or it's out of gas he means like literally gone yeah the whole, like it's gone mccready like that that line is is a really interesting one for me i think it's a it kind of is a turning point where like you know we've heard them say it earlier that like i don't think we're going to survive this or like we're going to bring this place down or whatever to me this that moment right there is like the hundred percent like well like that's it there's there's yeah. literally no way we're, we're going to make it out of here that's their death sentence Yep. You're like, okay, well, yeah, there's an alien. Yeah, our friends are dying. Sure, we're for the fight of survival of our entire species right now. But the generator's gone. We're definitely dead. We're dead. Yep. So it's a pretty powerful moment. And I I really love um, uh, Gary, the way he delivers that, too. Um, The way it's written, too, is really nice, too, because it is like, you know, gone can mean a lot of things. So the fact that he has to kind of clarify it means that we get this bigger dramatic reveal of when he says that it's, it just works out really well. And it's, it's a big, it's a big change for the movie. It's like, yeah, this is it. Yep. And you and they all have their lamps now too. That's right. Finally. Only one flare. The rest people have normal lights. Mac will not give it up. He's like, this flare is just too cool. Yeah. <laughs> I really, really like. It, yeah, he's just a looks guy. <laughs> he just really likes having a flaming, like sulfur, nasty smelling thing, like 10 inches from his face at all times. It's just, you know, that's the way, that's the way he looks best. I've never used a flare before. I want to. I know this movie really makes me want to like, just keep him in my car so that next time I have like a flat tire, I can be all like badass and have flares out. Like, right, <laughs> or something, would like, be like have an excuse. He's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I really want an excuse to use a flare. Because they are, they do. This movie does make them look real cool. <laughs> um, 
And speaking of flares, I, I thought this was something I didn't notice until watching it real closely for, for this episode. Um, right after that line from Gary, we get a nice kind of visual moment of uh, McCready. He's holding his flare up and then it, he slowly kind of lets it down, which is like, to me, a nice kind of visual thing of like, it's almost like the sinking stomach feeling in visual form or something like he doesn't have to say anything. You, you know exactly what he's thinking. It's like he's kind of giving up almost. Yeah, and he lowers it down right next to the dynamite. Real smart. <laughs> yeah, well, he is the drunken helicopter pilot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to always, always, always have to go back to that. Anytime you, you start to think that he's like a super competent leader, you got to remember this is the guy who was like, at the beginning of the movie, he's like, I don't give a shit about any of this. I just want to go get drunk in my shack. <laughs> yeah. And fly around sometimes. Yeah, once in a while. Only when it's like really, really safe. I'm going to be really whiny about it when it's not like 100% safe. Um, <laughs> that's that's why i went to antarctica to be a helicopter pilot so that i could fly in perfect weather all the time <laughs> so funny so yeah we cut from that kind of very dismal moment to um another really cool shot where you know we got him lowering the flare in the one shot and then we cut to the next moment where we see this like very cool almost car- cartoony um dynamite plunger drop to the ground and then the camera follows the the lantern back up. So it's like we've got this downward movement in the last shot, and then we've got another an upward movement to go back up to the characters in the next one where we follow that lantern. Lantern really gets a uh, prime prime shot here, finally. Yeah, I know. It's like it's mo it's it's moment to shine. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. But I'm I'm glad he's finally holding something that's not gonna catch all that dynamite on fire. Uh like two inches from his uh from all the explosives strapped to his chest <laughs> finally come to his go senses. though right <laughs> yeah i mean that'd be Just... cool i mean yeah if they're all gonna die anyways <laughs> yeah I, I think i'd take the uh i'd take the explosion method over this the cyanide capsule any day i think <laughs> so yeah basically now we're really entering like the the end of the movie here where now like we've got the dynamite thing set down and they're like so max basically spelling out his plan where they're just gonna they're gonna literally burn the place down so that it just sinks into the ice and everything is gone so uh, which to me almost it's like i don't know if it's it seems like a logical plan from the outside but the more i think about it it's like if the thing knows and maybe the thing doesn't know this is happening but if the thing knows that they're going to blow up the base which i would think seeing all these other explosions it's probably got a pretty good idea of that at this point yeah wouldn't if it could just freeze to death why wouldn't it just run away anywhere else in antarctica and freeze like couldn't oh, go that's like such a good point. hundred feet away and just like lay down in the wait. ice. <laughs> like, wait a minute. <laughs> maybe it's prideful. Yeah. Like maybe it's, there's a whole thing of it's like, well, yeah. Okay. I could just go away and sit down in the ice, but also these guys have been a pain in my neck and I need to show them a thing or two because pride is, will be the, what is it? Pride is, uh, there's a saying about pride, about pride it not before being the good. fall or something. Yeah. Something like that. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess maybe it maybe it is a pride thing and it's just like, uh, you know, these stupid little humans, have, uh, they're, you know, I'm not going to let them win their little game. <laughs> oh my God, my uh, husband is laughing his butt off at me trying to remember the pride saying. <laughs> Podcasting is one of those things where you suddenly realize every time you you talk to somebody new, you realize there's something that everybody else knows that you, for some reason, have never heard or can't get right. <laughs> yeah. Or like you can't speak correctly sometimes. You're like, wait, I thought I was eloquent and I'm right. not. 
I've had a million of those moments where I realized like there's been a phrase or a word that I've been saying wrong my entire life. And podcasting's really good for pointing out those kind of things. <laughs> yep. You focus on the one thing instead of just like looking at your whole face. You're like, well, uh, you don't know how to speak. Yep. <laughs> anyway, this podcast isn't about podcasts. Only once in a while. So yeah, so they're setting up their plan. And uh, basically, this is the uh, this is the horror movie trope in this movie of let's split up, which uh, is never, ever, literally ever a good idea, um, especially in ever. this situation. They literally said at the beginning, don't do that. They're like, we're teaming up. You're going place to place. I'm like, they have all the time in the world right now, pretty much. Don't split up. Ugh. Yeah, that's- this was one of the times I was yelling. <laughs> yeah, totally. I mean, that, that was exactly my thought, too, is like, there's no rush, really, right? Like, I mean, unless they're thinking about what I mentioned earlier about the thing like running away and freezing, that would be the only thing. But they don't nobody says anything about that. So it's like, why? Why not just all three go together? And like, like, (laughs) I think I would probably be like forming like a circle, like everybody's backs to each other and like slowly tiptoeing around, like looking ridiculous. But like, just make it so there's no way anybody could sneak up on you. Like, there's no reason why these guys need to split up whatsoever. It's such a bad idea. Always, always bad. Yes. It's, um, it's one of those, one of those tropes that just, I guess, you know, this movie would end, uh, the ending would be pretty boring if they just succeeded, I guess. So <laughs> that's true. <laughs> if all three of them just set these explosives and, and blew it up and, and the end, but we got to split them up. So we get a little more, a uh, little more creepiness with a uh, Blair kind of skulking around here. So, um, cause nothing is scarier than Wilford Brimley in a basement. No, <laughs> uh yeah we I, I'm, I'm very sad we didn't get a chance to uh we don't have any wilford brimley in our minutes here but um was that was that uh are you was that a surprise to see him in the movie when, when he shows up yeah i was like oh i know that guy <laughs> yeah what what, you, what is what is wilford brimley to you because everybody we talk to he's either um for a lot of guests he's the quaker oats guy for me, he was always the Liberty Medical Diabetes guy. <laughs> Diabetes, yes, exactly. That's who I know him from. Uh, yeah, it, that's, uh, that's mine. I had I had known this movie, and I had known Wilford Brimley from the Diabetes commercials for a long time. And when I realized that those two people were the same person, it like my head totally exploded. <laughs> I was like, "How is how is the Diabetes guy in my favorite horror movie of all time?" And I did not notice. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's so funny. Yeah, that is, that's, oh, also, um, Cocoon. Yeah, which, you know, I've actually never seen. I need to watch it, especially now. I really need to. Um, I've seen the trailer a few times and it cracks me up the whole, because just anything Wilford Brimley says is funny to me. Uh, (laughs) Just, you know, (laughs) uh, just watching the trailer and there's the whole thing where he's like, uh, and nobody dies and nothing wrong ever happens. Like, (laughs) it's, uh, yeah, I, I need to watch it, I think. I, uh, Cocoon was one of my favorite movies growing up and I, I don't know why I loved it so much, but I was like, oh my gosh, but I haven't seen it since I was maybe eight. So I get those weird dream memories where you're like, oh yeah, is that a movie I saw? Or was it like, was there a coconut in the bottom of a pool? And like, you try <laughs> to remember these little tiny things about the movie and it, you can't get it. I need to watch it again. But that was my first Wilford Brimley. Yeah, I I think I don't know that I've ever seen him in another movie outside of this one. Really, just a lot of TV commercials. Diabetes. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I have, as I'm speaking, I have I've had it up on my wall for years and years and years. A, a magazine clipping of 
of a, a Liberty medical ad. That's just his face. And, and like, if you have diabetes, <laughs> do yourself a favor and call Liberty medical. <laughs> somebody, somebody cut it out of a magazine and gave it to me years ago and it's still sitting right here. <laughs> that's so, awesome. Yeah. So it's so cool that I, you know, it's funny as hell that he's in this movie and that he's always been the diabetes guy to me, but he's so awesome in this movie. He's so, he's such a great character and like, and, and becomes such a creepy villain over time. It's, I, I love Wilford Brimley in this movie. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. Um, and do yourself a favor. And if you, uh, if you ever get a chance, look up some videos of him talking about this movie because they are hysterically funny because um, he, him and John Carpenter apparently are still very close. Like they're good friends, but, um, but he has the funniest opinions on this movie because he just thinks it's all totally ridiculous. And um, he, the, the thing that he always says anytime anybody asks him about the thing is that it was a movie about slimy rubber dogs. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's very true. <laughs> he like could not I think he enjoyed the like mystery aspect of it and acting in it, but like the monsters and stuff he just thought was absolutely ludicrous. Like he thought it was totally stupid, which is funny. Hard to be it's hard to believe you could be in a movie and like this and think like that. <laughs> but yeah, so we we unfortunately don't get to see Wilford Bundley, but we're right on the cusp of it where these guys are splitting up and obviously, very obviously about to get attacked by him because they're like splitting up and, and walking into the dark, creepy, dank basement. <laughs> Man. So uh, basically, yeah, we end the shot with them kind of walking away. And we the last shot is of Gary setting out some charges and, and starting to unspool some more. And we see um, uh, McCready in the background. So they're not too far apart at this point. Um, yeah. So I guess we can end the minute feeling sort of safe. Yeah, okay. they're just, they're, they're not, nah, I think they're pretty far apart. <laughs> <laughs> Enough to get attacked, probably. Yeah, I would not be let myself even five feet away from my friends. Yeah, no. And they're starting would, to be w- without, uh, not with an eye shot. Yeah, I'd be, this would be like, everybody's like holding each other's belt loops kind of thing. <laughs> like I would never yeah. get more, more apart than that, I don't think. Right, I'd have all of our backs so we could all see different ways so that we're not attacked from behind. Yeah, it's like it's like that. Um, what's the the Roman thing like in like in three hundred? The I can't, oh yeah, <laughs> I can't remember what it's called, but like where they all have their backs to each other and flamethrowers pointed outward. Uh, yeah, that that's probably where the direction I would go with this. <laughs> Me too. So last uh, last bit of the week to mention the the script. This is where it gets veers even farther off from what we actually see, and that as they're kind of finishing up setting those traps and and you know I guess getting getting their cyanide capsules ready. Um, a giant claw rips through a door and tries to kill Nalls and he narrowly escapes. And then another claw rips through another wall and, uh, and rips, uh, his Sanchez, who is renamed in his windows in the movie. He was Sanchez in the script, which is kind of funny. See rips. It says he, uh, rips Sanchez away as if he were a puppet. So it's like this giant claw just grabs him and that's, and he's gone. So yeah, more of like a giant monster. Like I almost picture... I don't even know. I'm trying to think of a good example, like a movie where there's just the monster is just like absurdly giant. Like, like it, like the way they described in the script, it sounds like he could just pick up the base and throw Weird. it like a Godzilla or something. <laughs> uh, so yeah, pretty different, but interesting. So yeah, that's kind of the, uh, the end of, end of my notes for the week. Uh, do you have anything else for this minute in particular? I, I don't, I think I said everything I needed to. 
So, uh, yeah, since we're at the end of the week, I guess this is kind of last chance. Anything that you have about the movie overall? I'm I'm so, so glad that uh, I was able to, you know, bring bring this new movie to your uh, to your lexicon and, and everything. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Any last cracks of the bat about the thing? Uh, honestly, I think I said everything. I got excited on the first episode and just movie vomited all over you. <laughs> um, I I think it's a great movie. I'm excited to watch it again. That way I can see things I didn't see. And I think I want to buy it because I was watching it on my computer. Yeah. And I kind of want to see it on a TV. I want to see it bigger. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's good to watch that way for sure. And it's good to watch. Yeah. This is the perfect time of year to rewatch the thing too. It's nice to watch it uh, when it's cold outside. Right. Because then you're like, oh, good. I'm a part of this. Yeah. <laughs> I hope my generator is doesn't have a backup and I can die in the freezing cold. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's good. I think all the acting's really good in it. It's really well directed, obviously. It's I'm on I'm on the same side as you where I can't believe it didn't make you know, smash box office records too. Yeah. Well and yeah, it's um we've mentioned it before, but it, it oh, there were all kinds of marketing problems with it. The the main things to to me, the biggest things are that it uh it came out in the middle of the summer, which seems like a no brainer bad decision for a movie that takes place in Antarctica. Yeah. Um but more importantly, it came out the same week as E.T., and uh, oh. which was like mega popular. And so yeah. everybody's like, hey, we just saw that movie with that cute little alien who like, you know, loved this little kid. We've seen it like three times. Let's not go see this movie where this alien like has these like disgusting, gory transformations and like tears people apart. <laughs> and it starts like a sci-fi. So you're like, oh, maybe this is like E.T. Right. Yeah, I imagine there were a lot of people walking out of the theaters. Uh, probably about 25 minutes in when the dog starts uh, transforming. They're like, yeah, this is not for me. <laughs> oh, all the nopes, nopes, nopes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a shame, but I'm glad that uh, it's definitely gotten its due now and has uh, a huge, huge, huge cult following at this point and, and it's kind of taken its place as one of the all-time uh, all-time greatest horror movies. I think it still sits on IMDb on the uh, top horror movie list as like number three behind, um, I think it's behind The Shining and Alien. So, you know, it's definitely gotten its recognition now, which is good. It's awesome. Awesome. Well, I think that'll uh, that'll wrap up the week. Um, thank you so, so much for being on. I'm, I'm glad to, I feel like more like I'm joining the ranks now of people who've had to watch. <laughs> Oh, no, no. <laughs> it's awesome. Uh, so I really appreciate you coming on. Of course, I'm happy to be here. I, I love a good reason to watch a movie I've never seen before. And this is a this is a good podcast. Thank you. That's awesome. So, yeah, so that'll wrap up uh, 95 and this week. So if you do like the show and you want to support us, the two easiest ways to do that are to go to thethingminute.com slash Amazon, and that'll just redirect you to Amazon's homepage. But anything you buy after you use that link, um, the podcast will get a, a very small percentage of that out of Amazon's pockets. Um, so that's an easy way to uh, do that, especially as you do holiday shopping and that kind of thing. And um, the other way is to just use the donate button at the bottom of the website at thethingminute.com. So for everybody that's done either of those things, I really, really appreciate that. It helps kind of cover uh, hosting costs and you know website costs and stuff like that. So uh, thanks to everybody who's done that. And every uh, this is actually, I didn't even think about it, but this is the last episode for 2017. So, Wowie! Yeah, this will this is be just a few days before uh, for New Year's Eve. So I um, hope everybody has a wonderful uh, New Year's Eve. And if you're all still human in 2018, when we come back, <laughs> make sure to come back for another episode of The Thing Minutes. Thanks for listening. 
If you enjoyed the show, please go to thethingminute.com. There you'll find the show notes with links to anything we talked about on this episode and lots of other resources on The Thing. You can also find us on Twitter at The Thing Minute and on Facebook at facebook.com slash The Thing Minute. But most importantly, subscribe, rate, and review us in iTunes so you'll never miss an episode. Check out other podcasts like this at moviesbyminutes.com and be sure to head over to starwarsminute.com to listen to the team that started it all. Thanks for listening, and until next time, this is Harper signing out. Harper signing out.